On today's Hashi, I have some interesting breaking news in commercial real estate. I'm talking inventory, housing inventory, of course, the inventory shift from 2019 to 2013, October jobs report. Today is Monday, November 6, 2023. I am Byron Lazine. I'm sitting in a WeWork, and the Hashi starts now. Good morning on the hot sheet. Let me know in the live chat which market you are tuning in from. I'm tuning in today from Austin, Texas. I'm here for Zillow. Unlock Zillow invites top, I guess, 1% of their partners across the country each and every single year. It's my first time coming to Zillow Unlock since 2019. So I'm looking forward to sharing later in the week uh, with some of the things discussed here in Austin. I'm sitting in a WeWork in Austin for couple of reasons. Reason number one, the internet at the hotel wasn't good. So I made an audible. Reason number two is WeWork came to top of my attention this morning as I was reading. You may have saw the same article that I did. Wall Street Journal reports today that the WeWork stock is halted. This co-working giant had been preparing for bankrupt bankruptcy filing. So you might have heard on Friday, WeWork preparing for uh, bankruptcy filing. The New York-based desk leasing giant has lost more than $16 billion since its founding in 2010. It's been burning through its remaining cash amid an unforgiving office market. So I'm in the phone booth here. This is, I wanted to see what the vibe was in a WeWork in a big city vibe hip city right we works are supposed to be hip like austin texas and i will say there's a lot of people coming in and out of this we work okay uh got some people taking a tour right next to me so business as usual here at the we work uh but this is going to be a, a big ripple effect through commercial real estate commercial office building in particular we know that there's three trillion dollars coming due and as WeWork files bankruptcy uh, to kind of wash away its $16 billion in losses, they're going to go back to many of these uh, or all of these leaseholders, uh, these, these buildings where they have these beautiful spaces. And I mean, this is a beautiful space, this one here on Congress Street in Austin that I'm sitting in. And they're going to to renegotiate or the bad locations that maybe don't have as much activity as this one they may go and say hey we don't want the lease at all so that could be one but yeah we don't want the lease at all uh we want to renegotiate the lease in some form or another or maybe three maybe some premier locations where they are profitable they may keep that lease because just because they're going through bankruptcy doesn't mean they're going to close all of these up uh, the likely scenario with the WeWork brand and the foot space that they have uh, is that somebody will come in and buy WeWork. Uh, there'll be some type of revitalization of WeWork through this bankruptcy, but they've halted the stock. Uh, I hope that you are not a stock holder. Uh, if you are, that is unfortunate for you. And uh, we'll see what plays out here. But I want to come in and check out the vibe. And that's the vibe here. Let's get the vibe on the housing inventory 
uh, update as we do each and every single week here on Monday. And let's go over to the Altos uh, research report here for this Monday. And um, and Bobby, if you could go, because I've got Bobby on the other end helping me out. Uh, if you could go right to the first slide there, there you go. Um, weekly inventory rose from 562,000 to 566,000. This is interesting because the same week last year is when we saw inventory starting to decline for the seasonal uh, winter decline that we typically see. So last year, we saw a decline of 578,000 to 574,000 on weekly inventory. This year, same week, we go up 4,000. Last year, we lose 4,000 in the same week. Now, we're getting closer, especially with last week, uh, we're getting closer to being at inventory neutral for the same point of last year. We're only 8,000 away. If we were to gain another 4,000 next week, for example, we would basically be uh, at inventory neutral as, as this point last year, we started to see the inventory decline. Now, history tells us that as we get closer to Thanksgiving, we will see an inventory decline. Let's see if 2023 quarter four bucks that trend. We did see, uh, obviously, interest rates help us out um, over the last week. So maybe we'll get into more of a normal seasonal decline and uh, and we'll just kind of monitor what happens there. The inventory peak for uh, this year is right now. It is the 566,882 as we sit here today. Uh, active listings for this week in 2015 were at 1.140 million. Uh, you're looking at now this slide and all of our slides are available for uh, BAMX members in our daily download. You can become a BAMX member by using code HOT to get 10% off of BAMX. This slide here is a uh, new listing. So we are even par with where we were last year, 51,144. Same week last year for new listing data. This year, a little bit higher, but really ultimately flat at 51,986. You can see the dark red line being 2023 is and has been really just dead heap even with uh, 2022 over the last couple of months. Certainly earlier in the year, we had a huge gap. This is the uh, year for the lowest new listing inventory on record. Uh, and so we'll see if this continues to fall, the steep decline that we typically do see as we get from Thanksgiving until the end of the year holidays. Now we're also uh, tracking these price drops. Uh, will, will you own the WeWork by the end of the hot sheet? I don't think so. I think there's uh, uh, there's a lot of people that own that stock out there, obviously, and they've, they've lost 16 billion. So somebody wants WeWork. I don't think it's I don't think it's me. I'm sitting literally in a phone booth right now, but I have to check out the vibe. This is going to be a huge commercial real estate story, and and it's also going to be a huge regional banking story. Remember earlier in the year we were talking about regional banking all the time. Well, regional banks haven't written off the losses that they're about to incur from office buildings. This could be the start of that. When they have to adjust their balance sheets, okay, your building's not worth 80 million or, or whatever it says on your balance sheet anymore. 
when you when the building owner has to go refinance that commercial asset, which three trillion dollars is coming due in refinances, they're going to say, hey, the interest rates are too high. Vacancies are up. Demand is down. You know, this is what I can pay. And so when they go back to the bank and say, I, I can only I can only pay you for a $40 million building and the building is worth 80. You're going to see a lot of bank uh, balance sheets highly impacted. And will this have a ripple effect like we saw at the beginning of last year? All signs right now point towards economy being very strong. Uh, maybe we're going to have some type of rebound in the stock market, right? Last week was a really good week for the economy, a great week for interest rates, a great week for the 10 year, but we still haven't tackled the giant, the sleeping giant, which is the commercial office buildings. Okay. Uh, let's take a look now at the price drop update for the week. And uh, we reported that not only last week, uh, not only is Fannie Mae saying we're over last year on price drops. And Bobby, if you could pull up the uh, Altos research slide there on price drops, not only is Fannie Mae's reporting higher price drops, but Redfin was also reporting uh, an increase in price drops. And yet um, what we actually see, uh, nope, it's actually just, in, uh, all right, so Bobby doesn't have it. Go ahead. That, that's all right, Bobby. Uh, apparently, I'm looking at your slides there. Apparently, you don't have it. Uh, it was on the on the Altos uh, report. Um, we'll have it in daily download for anybody who wants to grab it there from uh, Bamax. So this week, uh, this year, we've had 39% single-family listings with a price drop. Same week last year, uh, 43%. So Altos Research is not in agreement with Redfin uh, that we're over uh, this time frame last year. I like Altos Research. Um, I, I think they do a little bit more of a, a diligent job there. So I'm going to go with that. But it's still rising. We were just at 38% the week prior, now at 39%. So you are seeing price drops on the rise, let me know in your market if you're seeing the same thing. Okay, let's go to um, uh, housing market inventory from 2019 to 2023. It's always good to take a look backwards and uh, build in some context of where we're at right now. Housing market inventory so far is below pre-pandemic levels. Uh, October's big jump is still just a drop in the bucket. It, it's, I mean, we're still under last year, which was historically low. So we are, um, we're just, and you can look at the first chart here, active U.S. housing inventory for sales from Resin Club, Resi Club. This is using the realtor.com data. So comparing uh, obviously realtor.com versus um, what we just saw with Altos research here. Uh, and, you, and you can see that while we're getting a little bit of a pop, we're, we've got more inventory, active U.S. housing inventory than we did in, 2021 uh we're dead even with um 2020 and uh and we're still below last year of 2022 so year over year altos research and realtor.com in agreement here that we're below 2022 uh but uh, maybe just one more week if we get one more week of an increase in inventory before we start the seasonal decline maybe we could get even for one moment in time here uh, this year, obviously well significantly below 
the active inventory for 2017, 18, and 19, when we were all up over $1 million uh, on those on those years there. So um, you can go ahead to the next slide there, Bobby, so you pull it up. Uh, inventory shift between uh, 2019 and October 2023. Everybody's in the red. Everybody's got less inventory. There's like a couple of pockets here. Uh, maybe I'm sitting in one of those here in Austin, Texas, where uh, you've got a little bit of uh, inventory increase, even off of pre-pandemic levels. But the majority of the country, uh, the West showing deep, deep inventory drops, the Northeast uh, showing the same. You have pockets in Texas, you have pockets in Florida, um, and, and then a couple out there in that Midwest part of the state of the country rather where you've seen some inventory increase um so he, here's something from directly from resi club uh, just specifically about the city that i'm sitting in um uh talking about austin you know keep continue to watch austin but there are other places now similar to austin where you see inventory up baton rouge would be one of them up 25.4 percent san antonio up 20.6% year over year. Memphis is up 30.3% and New Orleans is up 26.1% on inventory. So it's not just uh, Austin where, where I'm physically sitting right now. It, there are many other locations here across the country where you're seeing inventory on the rise year over year. What, what we really want to watch for is how is November going to react as we get closer to Thanksgiving holiday? Are we going to see that seasonal decline in inventory that we typically see with already historical low levels of inventory and new listings being the lowest year on record? What will that do to transaction count, especially if the 30 year fixed holds firm where it's been at seven and a half and higher? Or what we're off of our 8%, which is good, which brought some relief. But we can expect to see really tight transaction volume all of November, all of December, and most of January, where last year we saw activity and showings really take off in January. Remember last January, 6% 30-year fixed. Are we going to get there in the next 60 days? I don't see signs that we are. But maybe if we if we compound a couple more weeks like we had last week, uh, where the market really is is favorable for you know the the climate of what's going on, then maybe we could see uh, some momentum in that direction. Let's go through the rest of the uh, Resi Club sides slides on the inventory shift here. You have those, Bobby. Uh, month over month shift, U.S. homes for sale on Realtor.com, active listings. Uh, on the rise, so this is um, this is a good sign. We we need to to continue to see active listings trending up. We're just we're just again battling uh, a tough time seasonal uh, uh, seasonally on that. And uh, this is just year over year inventory shift. You see a lot of the Sun Belt, the South, uh, Florida, Texas. Uh, again, we mentioned Baton Rouge, where you're really seeing an inventory shift in the upward direction. Uh, trajectory year over year. The Northeast is still getting pummeled. Uh, California and the West is still getting pummeled on inventory declines just year over year. Um, moving forward here uh, onto the next slide there, Bobby. Uh, here's the new listing data that we just covered on 
uh, Altos research here showing you more years with Realtor.com uh, numbers. This is the lowest level of new listings on record. I mean, this this data that we're looking at here goes all the way back to 2017. And most years outside of last year, when interest rates went through the roof, right? That's when you saw the steep decline last year. Most years are well above uh, this time, for, even for this time of year on new listings. So we're just up against, you know, a historic abnormality when it comes to people raising their hand to sell their homes. All right. Um, let's go uh, next here, Bobby. We've got the um, uh, the jobs. So I think I did mention jobs a little bit, maybe quickly on Friday. That was, I know we mentioned it on Knowledge Brokers podcast. It was one of the uh, momentum pieces for last, last week that uh, continued to really support, uh, you know, a positive market and, and dropping that 10 year, which is what we, we all want to see. So uh, the, the October jobs market that was released on uh, Friday, mo Friday morning has indicated a cooling labor market. You know, a lot of times you hear that and you might think, well, well, how is that good for the economy? It's great for the fight against inflation. So um, October jobs, uh, supported a cooling labor market, many sectors experiencing minimal or even negative job growth that resulted in relatively modest addition of 150,000 jobs to the economy. Just in um, September or August, I think it was, we had near 300,000 jobs. So this is well off of that. This also was below expectations. So anytime it comes in below expectations, that's good for the fight against inflation. Healthcare and uh, social assistance were uh, where more of the jobs were added, 77,000 jobs with um, the private education. Um, if private education was actually included in that number, there would have been 89,000 jobs just in that category alone. Uh, government employment increased by 51,000 jobs in October, making it the second strongest category. I thought we were up against, you know, a lot of uh, budget talk and budget restraints, and we don't have money in this. We added 51,000 jobs in October. Uh, it's now returned to its pre-pandemic level. Woof, good thing. As reported uh, by U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, uh, government is hiring, okay? Some sectors experience minimal job growth, which is interesting, right? Because, like, the government knows that um, we have a an issue with jobs getting out of control and the fight against inflation, right? Which is, which is Jerome Powell's mandate from, uh, from the, the government. It's like, Hey, you need to get inflation down to 2% while also maintaining uh, a, a good, healthy unemployment level. Well, if the government is one of the biggest, you know, uh, hires out there for jobs that, that kind of goes against that, a little bit. 51,000 in a month is a significant pop. I mean, you, you can put construction and professional business services together combined and didn't match uh, government hiring there. Leisure and hospitality, you can see at 19,000. Uh, wholesale trade at 9.4. Some of the industries that lost um, job had negative job growth, financial activities, information, 
transportation and warehousing. Look at manufacturing down 35,000. Um, and that was the weakest in October. Uh, it, it's attributed mostly to the strikes that you see. So, so that could be also something that is impacting this number. Um, uh, the, the Bureau of Labor Statistics re report does suggest that the situation may improve in November. So that's like signaling, hey, um, there, there might be some agreements here. Autos Worker Union, uh, Detroit auto automakers could be coming back and, and seeing uh, some of those jobs come back. All right. Uh, as I sit here in this WeWork, I will I will give another final update here because I don't think I'll be back here tomorrow. Because um, when I was when I had to like sign in, I download the app and all this stuff. The app didn't work, so I'm technically here pro bono right now. I have to I have to go square up on my we work. Uh, the app crashed three times. I didn't want to say, hey, I don't know, you know, I know the stock is halted. I don't know if the app is halted. Uh, but I will say a lot of people in here. So, you know, business as usual on WeWork while the stock is being halted uh, on the the markets, um, $16 billion they lost. This is that's that soft bank group that, you know, was just pouring money into everything. Overall, the markets are up today, Dow, S&P, and NASDAQ. Let's take a look at where we're sitting here, <clears throat> Bobby, if we can, on the 10-year, uh, as well as uh, we'll bounce over to the 30-year fix where it ended the week last week. So we're at 4.633. So <clears throat> we've come down off of the 5. We've come down off of the 4.9. Don't mind this range based off of where we've been uh, the month prior to last week. Let's take a quick look at the 30-year fix where we ended uh, last week, which um, there we go here. We're at seven point. Look at that number for, for Friday. If you could zoom in there, Bobby, it's such a beautiful number. We all can rejoice there. 7.38 under seven and a half uh, for the daily survey last week. I mean, if, if we can get closer to seven uh, going into the end of the year and the new year, I think we'd all take that with with what we've seen the last uh, few months. It wouldn't be the six percent that we headed into January this year with, uh, but it'd certainly be more affordable for more if we can get in inventory coming on into that spring market sooner next year. Those would be two dynamics that would be really good for buyers who are struggling with affordability in this market. We're going to continue to monitor it each and every single day. Uh, here on the hot sheet. Really appreciate you guys being with us. If you want to get the most out of what we're doing, definitely use the link down below uh, code hot to get 10% off of BAMX. BAMX prices do go up December 1st. Uh, so right now, this throughout November is going to be the lowest opportunity to get into BAMX. You get access to all of our content, our daily downloads, uh, all of our extra content and courses, that is, all of our daily downloads from the hot sheet. Uh, as well as our live streams. We did three of them last week. So last week's such a uh, wild week. So use code HOT to get 10% off of that. Appreciate you guys being with me. Uh, hit subscribe and, and ring that bell if you haven't done that already. We'll see you guys here tomorrow on the hot sheet. Until then, toodaloo.